Ready? Yep. Sweat Equity Podcast and Streaming Show. We're the number one comedy and business podcast in the world. Yep. No one sound drop. I just pulled it. Pulled the finger wow. off. Wow, fake out city. Nope. <laughs> Not gonna do it. We're also the number Mouth. one business Mouthful. comedy podcast in the world. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. Mm. Look, we're gonna make it short. Listen to us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, give us a five-star review, write a review in the little type it in, type a little something in there. Please. A little goodness. Or look, the numbers are going up. Yeah, big time. Are those fake numbers from Philippines? I don't know. But they're, they're going still, up. There's still numbers. There's still numbers. Numbers are the same all over the world. Make data-driven Universal decisions. <laughs> um, this episode is sponsored by Squarespace, the all-in-one content management system. That's CMS for you dorks out there. You can drag and drop and make your website. No programming, no code necessary. Give me money. You can. Uh, you also have integrations with Google My Business. Money me. <laughs> And uh, and Google Workplace. Money now. And a bunch of other uh, aspects. Uh, Squarespace, all in one platform. Platform already indexes for you, so the SEO is already better than any other CMS like WordPress, Weebly, Wix. Fuck all those. Fuck those guys. Me, Square- a money needing a lot now. I never get to do the whole <laughs> thing anymore. I never do the whole thing. Squarespace, uh, the link for your hookup. Your discount, your promo referral code is in the description of this episode. Hotty toddy. What? Do yeah, it again. I'm, a no, little, I'm, a I'm little, not hitting the button. You do hotty it again. Hotty toddy. Thank you. What about my sweat equity? Sweat equity. Sweat, 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 sweat equity. My sweat equity. My, my, my sweat equity. I don't even like the hotty toddy. Now you're, oh, you're around on it. More of an energy thing. Yeah. What about my sweat equity? <clears throat> yeah, you're gonna have to do a lot more. Hello. Hello. Hello, sir. <laughs> I see you guys with your. Uh, we call I call it singlets, but in America they call it uh, wife beaters or what they call it. Uh, oh, I think that's a vestige of the past. Yep. <laughs> and I always and, thought that was a weird name for uh, like. Any white undershirt, right? Tank top. It's technically an A shirt. <laughs> it's a what? Oh, it's an A shirt. A as an apple. A is an apple. Huh? And these, I, I wouldn't get... call either one of these wife beaters. These are. This is more like that's know, Florida borderline. Yeah, that's a Florida, Florida cutoff. Florida. Yeah. So anybody not anybody listening, it's one of those things where you take a t-shirt and you make it into a cutoff tank top to work out. Right. But it always looks really. It never looks like good. It's Is so it hard, and it's so hard to get it even on your own. Oh yeah, <laughs> like one will always one will be up to your nipple, and I the have other like a will, big triangle of right. cloth that just hangs off of it. You got a JCVD shirt, Claude John Claude. I'm wearing our merch. This is our Swank Tank top. Oh, nice, uh, nice. Yeah, I checked out on the website. So yeah, oh, wow. for coming in. We, yeah, we, so. we usually we usually have people coming in very uh, very rough, raw. <laughs> yeah. They don't, they don't know. They're like, what is this show? And you're like, um, so did you get to listen? Uh, yeah. Explain. Did you get to listen to any episode? So I did look at some of the, uh, the episodes and just get the theme or the theme of what's going on. It's basically, you guys are, uh, you, you say it's a small business comedy show. So I'm looking forward to get some laughs, 
out there and also educate the listeners as well. Yeah, we want to be the the anti-LinkedIn newsfeed, right? Where everything's like very <laughs> PC. And when you really get offline and talk to anybody in business, it's the yeah. opposite. Right. It, I mean, it's only fans. We want a real talk uh, about yeah. business. And, you know, I look, I think we've got, if we really push this this genre further, I don't know anybody else doing this genre in this from the stand-up world at least in podcasting me neither yeah. and then the business side we're not gary v you gotta get in there and you gotta hustle <laughs> yeah i yeah. we get tired you see i like the yeah. jets i love sundays because i know mondays around we don't the corner. have adderall pumping through our veins naturally <laughs> yeah God. you're gonna break down you're gonna break down very easily if well, you do all that stuff Let's start. Uh, let Let's like we're we're rolling. By the way, I don't know. If we're, no, oh, I, right. I, I, I saw it was being recorded, so I'm like, okay, let's go ahead. Yeah, we yeah. we like to keep it works and all. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll go with our main question first, and then kind of work our way to talking about the sweet process. Uh, mm-hmm. What advice would you give your 13 year old self? Hmm, my 13 year old self. You can travel back in time. In a in a Ted, Bill and Ted telephone booth, you can go back in time. You can get yourself by the lapels or the the polo golf collar, and uh, so you can tell yourself you, something. A country club. Yeah, it's tricky because if you believe in that whole thing of how time is, uh, you know, it's 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 not like future, past, and uh, present. It's more like a circle. If you if you go back in All time right. and make certain changes. In terms of telling yourself certain things, I wouldn't be here today. So, so wait, I, I believe bu- I will cease to exist. You're butterfly affecting us on the okay. answer. No, I like that. Yeah, because it's. I mean, like you, your decisions make you where you are today. So if you impact those decisions, you will end up not being where you are. At least this iteration of where I am today, or this version of where I am today. Yeah, C C A T. Can't change yeah. a thing. <laughs> yep. And what so we can, we can really, we, no we, we can get that. really crazy with this because I also believe there's multiple different uh, versions of us in different instances of different universes. As they would oh, like hell to yeah. Say. Let's talk multiverse. Yeah, yeah let's get so some string theory. It, it goes crazy like that. Yeah. So, all right. Sure. So, what do you, well, <laughs> you can't, you can't bury the lead. Oh, yeah. What, do you, more. what do you believe? What are your thoughts? Do you, you believe there's multiple versions of us? Of course. I mean, even I, I believe. Okay, if you if if you allow me to talk about my beliefs, I believe in God, right? And so, if sure. if you're God, knowing that human beings are potentially you know uh, flawed creatures, will you just create one version of them? I doubt that. You will create multiple versions and let the you know different versions play out and see which one gets to be what you want it to be. Is there hence multiverses? You know, I never thought of this until now. Is there a God for every universe? And then like. There's a God yeah, convention. But, mm. There's when a God of God. It, it goes above my, uh, my my pay grade, so I don't know. But I just assume that you know you you have the old idea of like uh, deja vu, where you, you feel like you've done something. How does that happen? You know, some people say it's probably because there's some connection to an instance of you who has done it somewhere else. So I want that to is believe all that. A bunch of why not theories? Yeah. Well, I want to believe that. Why not believe it? Well. Because I think it, it's it was so stupid. No, it's more like it's more likely <laughs> that it's something your brain. It, it's more psychology based probably than anything. It's else. more likely. It's how do you know? 
I, I'm saying this is my the most likely thing is this. We're all on a computer right now. I'm not saying in an absolute. I'm not saying in an absolute way. I'm saying oh, we could be in the matrix. Too. Exactly. That's and what we. I mean, plugged in somewhere. That's a fun More idea. More than likely. What are the odds we get born into? Well, look at all this technology around us. Well, Come on. All right. It's uh, stupid. Look, I, I'm saying I'm not saying in an absolute way. Like this is how it is. I'm saying this is my thought process. It's more likely it's my uh, psychological thing of me thinking I thought it earlier. I'm dying now. No, I think Replace it's the me. ability to see <laughs> the useless me. future and just remember that you you saw the future and you're like, damn it. I do have premonitions, but I, I I get premonitions every now and again, but they're always very. It's useless. So useless. Like, I, I picked up a pot the wrong way or this something. This milk else. is going to be expired. Right. Damn it, I knew it. It's ne- it's nothing I can tell anybody because it's so boring, but I'll, like, I'll get... Oh, did you guess that? Maybe the milk like was going to be expired? Like, you guessed that, huh? No, I get like one a year, and I'm like, did I dream that? I know I thought about it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, nobody <clears> cares. Um, uh, okay. <laughs> so now what? Wh- where did you... Uh, <laughs> what? Where did you grow up? Like, where... Are you from this universe? <laughs> Do you love Doctor <laughs> yeah, Strange start too? Universe, work your way down. <laughs> okay, so I am. I uh, grew up in Nigeria and uh, came here. Uh, you know, for I think it was 2002 for uh, college, and uh, you know, after college, you know, stayed here. I got roped in by my wife, so I stayed. Mm. <laughs> she was my girlfriend at the time, so yeah, I decided to stay here, and I've, I've been here ever since. Yeah. You put a ring on it. Um, what? Yeah, nice. Put a ring on it. Can, we we recently had um, another guest that was from Nigeria, Can, and he kind of uh, <clears throat> gave us a good answer. Why why is Nigeria so entrepreneurial? Mm, you cannot not come from Nigeria and, and not be entrepreneurial. You just wake up and you go out. Everybody is. Hustling, trying to get something, yeah. and it's not as if it's in a bad way. So you 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 become having that in your system that you know you got to go out there, you got to you know perform and get what you need to get, and that is good. And also, there's also bad elements as well. And also, you know, most of the parents are always like you know on top of you for your education. That that's one thing that Nigerians don't even you know play with like uh, the parents especially. And so you you know going out that it's, it's a competition. You got to go into school, take your schoolwork seriously. You come back and you have like a you know a second out of everybody. Like then your parents would be like, what happened to the person who came first? Did they have a special head or a special brain that is different from yours? It's stuff like that. And because of that, you know that you know you have to always be stepping your game. And that's how we are by default. And then you come here, and there's a lot of things in terms of the systems and all that that I set up in place here, and you begin to see, okay, I can probably take advantage of some of these things that are in here and then excel. Yeah, I, I feel like there's a lot of grit, but I feel like uh, a lot... I only know it from the Nigerian, uh, like... The other guest we had? No, no, no. The parents... Oh. The parents... Uh, like, the, the kind of joke that they're pretty much Asian-American parents, Nigerian <laughs> parents in America, like... I haven't it, heard that. It's like... Yeah, well, I, they're very hard on kids. Like, but I only know it from the American experience side. I don't really know it. Uh, oh yeah, you know, yeah, there, living there, there it might be it. some. There, there might be some similarities in terms of how you know uh, they did parents behave, and also it's a very like familiar structural thing where you know this is this tight units to the the family that's familiar bonds and stuff like that. But yeah, sometimes kids can't wait to get out of the house and be on their home and, and back home for the most part, you know, you stay home, you're part of that tight unit. And usually you go on your own when you're married, you know, usually that's how it is. 
maybe things are are changing now. Do you find, in in a very general sense, that (laughs) that you have opportunity because probably a lot of Americans are not have that that hustle mentality, even though they might tweet or uh, Instagram about it. So there is the additional bonus of having that, you know, uh, hustle mentality across the board. Uh, most people do have that. And, and when I say hustle, people should not misconstrue that for anything bad. It's just somebody who works uh, hard. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, works hard and sees opportunities where people don't see opportunities usually. And so when you come here and then uh, then you also you are able to see and identify things that people might be complaining about or, or, or grumbling about and you just take advantage of it. And yes, things are not going to be any easier for you just because you have a hustle mentality, but because you grew up that way, you know it's part of the process. You're just going to get in the grind and do what it takes. You know. Why do you think that is? That, that you Nigerians can pick out what people... I mean, it you seems Nigerians. so obvious. No, I mean, that's what we're talking about. I know, but... You know, you Nigerians, that sounds accusatory. Did I say that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I said the Y word? My bad. Uh, Go ahead. Ask why question. do you think yeah. that is, that you're able to identify that, like, the needs that people, because it sounds so obvious and easy, but nobody does it. I mean, the, the people who do it are like, it, thank you, law well, Nigeria. <laughs> sometimes it takes getting out of your environment to be able to identify things that, uh, you know, uh, literally opportunities that, you know, uh, you didn't see before, right? And a lot of times I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to generalize, but maybe a lot of times people here, they've probably not traveled, and so they're so used to how things are here. But, you know, by exposing yourself to different cultures and different places, you begin to see opportunities that you, you might not see. So that helps for the fact that, you know, we're coming here to a whole new different land, and you're seeing a whole bunch of opportunity, but it's because you're, you know, coming from a different background, coming to a new place. And so you, your perspective is totally different on how you, uh, you know, engage stuff. So that helps too. We, um, we share a, uh, a previous client, um, uh, the Rasmussen's over at uh, Implant oh, Periodontal uh, Therapy. Periodontal, yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they have a video Pimple testimony on, on our website, yeah. Yeah, no, I was I was on your site uh, checking it out, sweetprocess.com, if anybody wants to look at it. But, oh, but, I, but it's... Uh, I thought that was the other... Okay. Yeah. So this is... Uh, it, I, just, I was actually doing some pre-production work and looking you up. I think when we had you originally... 30 seconds before the show Originally started. scheduled <laughs> earlier this month, I was doing that research and... I was just checking out the site and I was like, oh, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, I helped them, I think probably like 2016, uh, but. Oh, nice. So small world. So tell us about sweet process. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm guessing you're a, a work methodology guy. You're an ops guy, you're automation kind of dude. No, not, not, not any of those things. Uh, I'm just <laughs> basically, uh, sweet process. It's, a software that basically makes it easy for entrepreneurs, uh, basically management, even the managers, and even employees on the ground to come together online and collaborate on documenting procedures, processes, and even policies that show how work is done. So that's one single source of truth where people can go online to find instruction on how work is done. So that I at any it. given time, someone wants to do work and like, how do I do this? Instead of spending time trying to remember how it's done, because that happens a lot, 
or trying to bug somebody else to find the information on how that uh, how to do the work, which now it's harder to do because people are working remotely. Uh, you just go to one single place and you can find the answer. And on top of that, employees can never say, I don't know how to do the work because mm, before you assign a task to them, before you assign a task to them, it's based on an underlying procedure that you've documented. So as they're doing the task, the instructions is right there in front of so them. Management, so management Woo! blueprint, process blueprint. I, I will yes. be talking to you after the show. Yeah, I mean, look, every <laughs> every small great. business deals with this at some point. You know, if they make it to a certain growth phase, and they all fuck it up, and it's like, right. and how do we do this? Well, they're not here today; they're sick. Oh, right. Oh, okay. I guess we just don't do it then. Or more more than not, I've experienced the owner knows how to do it. You've got to figure out how to extract that out of them if you're a good employee mm-hmm. under right, the them. knowledge yeah. gatekeeper. Right. But I'm like, what if that person gets hit by a bus? Yeah. And if that person leaves the company, that whole knowledge is done with them. And on top of that, think of it from the perspective of someone who's new coming to the company and they don't have anything in place on how to you know, ramp up. And so onboarding becomes a nightmare. So, so, so there's so many different reasons why, you know, you need to have, uh, you know, stuff like this where documents are, you know, procedures are in one place. You can go find them. From a standpoint of uh, the uh, worth of the company, if you were an investor trying to buy a bunch of companies in the same industry, which one would you prefer? The one where if the, the, the owner leaves the company, everything crumbles or the one where everything runs very well without you know, the owner, because everything is documented. People know exactly what to do. You can replace people when you need to replace people, add people, because everything is all documented. So it brings this, this value to that as well. Yeah, it's uh, hugely valuable. Like, you know, just like what you said. Oh, my God. I'm like, my mind's blown. And can, it, I get a, can we get a live demo? How do you do this? <laughs> you can try it for free on the site, sweetprocess.com. It, um, it's the thing of, here's here's how I go about it to incentivize incentivize mm-hmm. myself. I don't want to use, I don't want to have to create, I, I template as many things in my life as I can, right? Of course. I don't, and once I started thinking about it in that way, it will free you up to make those creative business solutions or creative, right. like creative, creative. Like Relearning stuff over and over again is not helping. Right. I, I constantly put stuff in Evernote, like here's how I did this, or at one time in our office, I used to just, as soon as I figured something out that was difficult, I'd record me on Zoom just showing myself how to do it, speaking of time travel. Like, I, the future me needs this. I know that. And I don't, or if Eric needed to know it, I, need, I could just send him that in it like a, oh, this is how you do this kind of code. Wouldn't work. I'd just ignore you. Right. Even if I hit play. That's a management problem on an intrapersonal level. But, that, no, <laughs> that, but in a project management system where we're all kind of if we are all working remote you have to have all these things set up and if you've been on the other side of it where you're trying to figure something out to help your help the company systematically you might not know where to start so is this like a not <laughs> like a knowledge base meets like kind of expert uh kind of community is that kind so of- I would I would say it's more of a business process management software because for the most part, if you don't have uh, uh, basically an understanding of how you do these repetitive tasks, meaning that you've done this task and it's something that you do on a recurring basis, then it's something you now need to have a documentation for, like procedures for any, can then put it into a software like ours. But if it's something you're doing like once and you never do it again, 
maybe that you use like a, a project management tool for. So there's to a, to a large extent, there needs to be a lot of these tasks that are recurring and you do quite often over Ongoing. and over again. Hence, yeah. yes, hence why you need it documented. One of the things I would love to do on this call, if you permit me, is teach the listeners a framework on how to even uh, document procedures, regardless of whether they use reprocess or not. Yes. That way they leave the, yeah, okay. If, Nerd if dying, fantastic. Can, love no, it. no, we love I'm it. I'm definitely yeah. down. Give us some Prince okay. 2 work methodology. Yeah, I know my shit. What's <laughs> up? <laughs> okay, so first of all, uh, the listener who's listening to this, I'm assuming it's the small business owners have a bunch of employees and, you know, you're, you're trying to scale that the company mm-hmm. and you're in a situation where, you know, you might be a bottleneck where... Here, here you know, let, me, let me do this for... Let me make a, a wide net for the whole audience. Okay. Good. You should process everything in your life, right? You're, mm-hmm. You might hook up with someone. Put, did you just cut the man off yeah, to do your own answer to your own? Yeah, what are you doing? I, I, what well, are you this doing? This is a comedy show. I'm trying to. I was trying to make this a joke. Funny. This is awkward. You may, Why would you do that? You interrupted. No, go I ahead. Didn't interrupt fine. this. Fine. Go I interrupted ahead. your interruption. He's yeah. saying I'm pointing this towards small business owners, and I go, let's let's go the wider net. Let me tell you your answer, sir. No, no. I'm trying to make a case for making process <laughs> in your life for everything. Yeah, you already said that. Okay. It wasn't well, necessary to cut the man off. I was well, going to make a jizz joke, and then you just stomped all over okay, it. And well, it's, it's gone. No, I want to. No, it's gone. No, joke. you don't deserve well, now it. This joke better, <laughs> neither of you deserve it. Better I'm, I'm so upset. <laughs> no, let's hear okay. it. Nope. We're not I'm neither. Don't, go nobody, so. Owen, do not talk. <laughs> Owen, go ahead. You're in si- go silence. Ahead. Mm-mm. I'll, I'll, okay. You want me to silence you? <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> Do Let me get myself Ooh. back in it. So, so you basically need to have these documents in place because you've realized that you are a bottleneck and employees are asking the same questions over and over again. So the first thing you're going to do is people will think, okay, I, I want to start documenting everything. My answer to that is no, you don't need to document everything because there's this whole issue of tribal knowledge, how we've always done things here. And if oh, you're going to go ahead and start documenting everything, you're going to document some things that don't even need to mm-hmm. be in the system in the first place. So the first thing I want everyone to go to this is... This is why we always ana- do this, this way, you know, that kind of shit. Analyze everything you're doing on a recurring basis and then determine what needs to keep going that same way, what, what you need to have as a task you need to document. Because if it's something that you don't need to document at all because you probably need to get rid of the task, just eliminate it altogether. So all we are left with is the tasks that are required and are uh, recurring, right? Now, we're left with the tasks that are required and recurring. Let's break that down in further a little bit. So we have the re, uh, uh, income generating tasks, the things that bring in revenue, the sales and marketing related stuff, it's basically sexy stuff people all love, you know, entrepreneurs love to talk about. Mm-hmm. But on the other half is the production stuff, the things that you've promised your customers when you brought them in, the, the things that you got to do to deliver to customers, the production side of things. So I would say, instead of documenting the sales and marketing side of things, for which is exciting, f- focus on the production side of things because this is where most of the nightmare actually happens. And imagine if you documented the, 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 the in- income generating task and you were able to come in and get new employees to come in and take over those tasks because now you have it all documented. Guess what's going to happen? You're going to get more customers coming in into bottlenecks, more headaches, mm-hmm. right? Because production is crazy. Marketing right? agencies don't do have so, this in spades, yes. So focus on the production side. So let's now identify what is the biggest bottleneck of tasks on the production side of things. It might be the task that anytime someone tells you, hey, how do I do this? It just drives you crazy. Or it might be the one where it's taking the most time. for. So figure out what is the biggest, biggest, biggest bottleneck of tasks. Start with that. And now people are going to ask, okay, how do I document that task? Well, 
One thing you might know is that if you're doing a task on a recurring basis, let's say you do it every one month or every three months, whatever, if you don't have documents in place, you're going to spend some time trying to figure out how the work is done because you're going to have to remember how you do the work, right? So I said the best time to document this task once you decided that this is the biggest bottleneck is when you need to do the task. The minute you need to do the task is the minute you need to document it. And people are going to be scared, like, oh, do I have to document an encyclopedia right there? No. First thing you got to do is just document the title of the task and title of each of the steps as you're doing the work. So when you're done, let's say you have a 10-step task. Once you're done working on the task right now, you will have a, 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 what I call a minimum viable procedure, which is just a fancy way of saying a, a skeleton outline of the procedure, Right. MVP. Title of procedure and, and 10 steps. The title of the procedure and title of the 10 steps. Once you're done with that, how do you go from having that outline to something with details filled in, with the flesh or meat filled into it? Well, you might have employees, managers, or people on the ground who you've you know, verbally trained on the task before. The goal is the next time they're working on the task for them to have that outline in front of them and at most put in some details into each of the steps. It could be just some text. It could be a screenshot. It could be a video, whatever, just something so that it goes from that outline to something with some meat and potato in it, but not as much here. Because one of the things that's very important is at the beginning of this project, you got to install in the minds of everybody that this is a continuous improvement thing, where once we all agree that this is a continuous improvement thing, when we agree that version 1.0, or even in this case, version 0, is not going to have as much stuff, but we're going to keep adding to it as we go. So the idea is every time someone is working on that task, take that document that has had some additional information in it and add some more things in there, especially the things that are not uh, entered earlier. And so what happens is every time they enter some information to that, that document, you as the owner of the company, you're kind of monitoring what's going on and you're reviewing the additional information that's added into it. And so over time, that document goes from what I, you know, the, the, the outline to something with more details. And as a matter of fact, why is it important that when they are working on a task for them to have that document is because a lot of times the insights that come where, oh, uh, we need to add these steps that were not encountered for, or, or maybe now we've got to a new better way to do things and we don't need to have 10 steps. We can break it down to uh, eight steps instead. It, the insights happen when people are actually working on the task. So that's why I always encourage people to have the document right there while they are working on it, right? Now you've done that for the first uh, task. Look at the next uh, biggest bottleneck. Do that dance again. You know, the, the, the whole dance I explained earlier. Do that until you've gone through all the different production tasks, have documents in place for each of them. Now you can start looking at those, uh, you know, sales and marketing, the sexy type of tasks that people, entrepreneurs like to talk about and do the same thing for, for that as well. And what's going to happen is at this point, you can start bringing in employees who are going to take in on, do, on, on those income generating tasks, knowing that the production side of things is covered because at any time you can get employees to come in and take over those tasks if you need to build up and scale up and know that production is not going to be an issue because onboarding will be much faster. These new employees can even take on this production task following those instru instructions that you have in place that you've built over time. So that's the, the, the way to go about uh, you know um, documenting procedures. So it involves yourself and your employees and everyone on the ground. But let's say your employees might not have time to do this. There are also people called process consultants. A third party you can bring into your company and all they do is they come to your company to look at all the systems you have in place and then help you go through this whole process 
to document the procedure. So you also have that option as well, where you're hiring on an expert to come in and do this as well for you. How does that look with sweet process? What does it look like at the end? Do you use video? How, how crazy do you get with it? So great question. So one of the things we did when we first started sweet process was before we built, this was back in 2013, before we built it, we wanted to make sure, because there's a backstory as to why we did these interviews, but uh, we, we, we did some interviews with about over like 50 or so uh, potential customers. We were trying to understand the problem that it comes to when employees, uh, when owners of business are trying to get employees to collaborate, to, get, to, to document procedure. What, what are the challenges or the roadblocks they, 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 they experience with this stuff? So we took all our findings and that used that as the means to build the software. So first of all, the thing needs to be simple and easy to use because let's face it, documenting procedures is not the most sexy thing to talk about in business, right? So now if this thing we know already going in is not the most exciting thing, it's hard to use because your software is hard to use, you're not going to do it. So number one, the software has to be easy to use. Number two, it needs to be a thing that employees, everyone is empowered to be part of it, right? It's not a thing where it needs to depend only on the owner or only on the manager. Everybody who has access to the document needs to be able to see a change and make a change. So one of the things with free process is that even though I'm the owner of the document or maybe I'm the manager of this department and I'm in control of approving all the documents, as long as you're part of this team, that you are part of the team in sweep process, if you see a change, you can actually go into the document, make a change while giving the uh, manager oversight that, oh, the manager can actually see the changes you make and then go ahead and prove it, approve the document. And if he approves the documents, now there's a new live version of that document. And even when employees are working on a task based on an underlying procedure, if they come across something that was not covered or encountered for, they can passively pass that information back to the manager and say, hey, uh, you know, you know, some step here didn't have this information. And while I'm on the field on the ground here, I'm seeing something that we're not accounted for. The manager can go ahead and take that feedback, build, you know, make the updates to the underlying procedure that the man is, the person is using to do the task. And that will be updated. Or the employee can be proactive instead of, you know, passing the comments back and just literally click a button and go into that document and make the changes, take screenshots, take videos. So another thing we learned, and this is very important answer to the question is that, People learn in different, people, people have different styles of learning. Some people learn by tech, by, by reading text, by reading. Some people learn by listening. Some people learn by you know, watching, uh, actually do, yeah, watching videos. Some people learn by actually doing the work, kinesthetic learning where you learn by doing. Yeah. So one of the things we had to do was whatever you have in your, instead of sweet process, it's flexible for you to create it in a way that appeals to all styles of learning. So you can have text in there, you can have screenshots, you can have videos, and even importantly, People who learn by doing, you can actually assign tasks to them so that they can go on there and start doing real work and the instructions are right there in front of them and they're practicing their way to learn how the work that they're about to, to do is done. So all styles of learning is important for, uh, for the software to cater to and we incorporated that into the software as well. That's cool. I just got an email from the Sweet Process team. Yeah, we, we signed up while you're given the oh, whole... Oh, you did that? Yeah. But I, I want to check it out. Um, stuff by Owen. You know, uh, before we let you go, and that was great, by the way. Um, Owen, you're you're not an ops guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, it not, sounds a lot so, like ops. <laughs> or, but, or but, traffic but, or protocol or, you know. And I could tell you how I came across. Uh, please. You know, build it with three process. So, first of all, naturally, I'm someone who, you know, I like to watch how things 
uh, made. So people might you know uh, see you know some like food now, whatever, and get excited by the food. I get excited by the you know the how it's manufactured, the process for the making, supply like, chain. The, the, yeah. Yes, that's. I think about that when I pick up produce. I go, this traveled through five different entities to get to here. Right. How are they making money off of this? Right. I go to a restaurant or or, or like a hotel and I get a lovely experience. Like, like in my mind, I'm not not wowed by the experience. I'm like, what did they do to make this happen? So that's the the way my mind usually works. I like to know behind the scenes. Then you find out it's like a heroin addict chef in the back. (laughs) Oh, I don't do that at restaurants. Restaurants, (laughs) I'm like, you guys, whatever. Whatever you do, you do. It's the one place I don't do it. Look, Applebee's, I get my fajitas. It's a power move. That's all. That's all I need. I'll watch the guy at the loading dock at Target, but I won't do restaurants. (laughs) So why I mentioned this is that before Sweet Process, I used to have an agency where I would provide entrepreneurs here in the U.S. with uh, back office staff from the Philippines. And you know they would read these books like the Four Hour Work Week or the work the oh World boy. is Flat, and I automatically just imagine that you know they can get someone from a different country, a different culture, different time zone to just come in and magically you know rainbows and fairies and just do all the back office <laughs> yeah. work. So so we had to spend the time to educate uh, our, our customers that hey, in order for them to do the work the way you're currently doing it, there needs to be time spent. Uh, documenting how the work is done currently, and then we can take it from there and figure out ways to improve it. But one of the issues I was having then was the the software that was in place to do this was either hard to use the enterprise-level tools, and so it was difficult for even us to use all the client, or we were hacking together a bunch of different tools. Long story short, I went on a podcast. You might know Mixergy, Andrew Warner's podcast, and I did an interview talking about sim- sim- like similar to what I was talking about here, like the framework for documenting and all that. My co-founder from uh, um, uh, from Australia, Jervis, listened to the podcast. is a programmer. He said, "Hey, I love what you're talking about. I'm, I have this idea of a software I'm trying to work on." And I said, "Dude, uh, instead of just telling you how you know uh, the pains I'm having trying to do this for my customers, why don't we go ahead and build the software together?" And so that was the story of how Street Process got started. But I wanted to give you like you know no, a, I love the listeners like the the full story. Yeah. No, look. You're, you're one of the best guests we've had because uh, you I'm, went through I'm everything. Gonna, I might print the, the transcript out and study it. And it, we, <laughs> we've, we have shared frustration of, of working in places where it's like we have no process. Like, please, someone – like, I don't want to have to ask you ever, like for a, something I didn't know was going to come up. Now, my last question – you got something? No. Last question I've got is you're basically implementing a habit in people, Right. To, when they use your software, of course. how how do you get them to do that? Because One it's like I, go it, ahead. it's like this. It's like uh, making a rule like if anything's on the ground, don't think about it five times before you pick it up. Just get in the habit of picking it up, right? That's something I've had to like train myself, right? Uh, that's something I'd write down in the morning to train myself sometimes to get in that habit. How how do you get people to take that extra half second? to think while they're doing a process to document it. Okay, so first of all, there's been studies that say a habit takes coming into form of shape in the person's mind after like a bunch 90 of weeks, days. Of, of, well, 90 well, days, right, yeah. of doing something. So if you know that that's the science behind it, you the manager or you the owner, when any, whenever an employee comes to you and say, how do I do this? The answer is, have you checked sweet process? Well, if you've not checked sweet process, that's the first place you should start, right? And they go into sweet process, type whatever query they think, you know, how to do this, and it pops up to them. And now it's in their brain, okay, I don't go to meet my manager or my boss anymore for something. I have to check sweet process first. 
over time of doing that over and over again, it becomes a thing where they now know if I don't know something, I need to go to the one source of truth to go find it. And guess what? Sweet process, the way we build it is just that, you know, when you keep searching and you find something, you know, they can see what people are searching for so they know, you know, which, which things are getting people's excitement and things they could improve on. But when they go uh, look at the data and see, okay, what people are searching for and not seeing, it's also an opportunity for the manager to say, hey, people just search a bunch of things just now and didn't get any results, right? And we're training them that, Go to sweep process first, right? Now, that's now a trigger for the manager to know, hey, I need to go and create that document because if it's so, it, it was so important that the employee had to ask, uh, not ask them, but go in sweep process to ask and search for it and didn't find a result. Now, I got to go. My, my task now is to go and build that document. And so that's what happens. Uh, they go there and check and never bother the manager or the owner again. And then with regards to how do we even get them to uh, want to get involved in the documentation. So you're looking at a document, you see that, okay, your your colleague uh, suggested some updates to it and it was approved and it seems like everybody's excited about it because you can see inside of the comments because for every document there's comments and you can see the history of what's going on. If you're seeing that this company is a place where people are all uh, encouraged to be part of the innovation and encouraged to be part of updating stuff, as you are reviewing these documents, you would at once, a certain point get an aha moment while you're doing a task and you will be encouraged to go in there and do it yourself so that you can have your own say into what's going on on the work that you guys are doing because all your work is documented. Now you can go in there and uh, make changes yourself as well. So this allows people to uh, change the habits. All this together. You guys should have T-shirts that you give to the managers to say, have you checked sweet process? Yeah. I've definitely been that guy where you're like, did you look at the thing that I, I put in there? Posters, <laughs> and mugs. You feel like a dick the first couple of times, but it's just like. The decision makers love that. It's shit. almost for a habit for yourself. <laughs> but we'll, we'll have to, we got to go. But it's one of those of things. You came up with a better tagline for your own uh, site. You're the one source of truth. That's that's got to be your, your tagline, right? Mm-hmm. Like you you said, I mean, you said it kind of like uh, with real passion behind it. That's why I'm like, I'm looking at your site. I'm like, I put that tagline right yeah. next to the logo <laughs> because it is. Yeah. I mean, that it is a centralized uh, knowledge base, right? Of course, of systems. Thanks for coming on. Uh, that was an amazing explanation. Yep, and we can tell you're passionate about it because. I don't think you took a breath in like 10 minutes. Oh, yeah. I, I know I, I talk very fast, but will you permit me? So usually when I do this call, uh, listeners, you know, I train them on the framework, but sometimes they want to have something handy in front of them. So we do have a 56 uh, standard operating procedure templates that if the listeners want, I, if you permit me, I can give them the link Ooh, to go get it. Absolutely. That's sure. a great way to leave. Okay. So they can go to sweetprocess.com forward slash Sweat Equity Podcast. So basically your podcast name. So sweetprocess.com forward slash Sweat Equity Podcast. And they'll be able to download it. 404. Yeah. <laughs> did I, did well, I type it? It's, it's, yeah, it's 404 right now because okay. I've not created it. But well, after this interview, it will be live. Well, Eric publishes things <laughs> right away, baby. So uh, It's going to be live. It's all right. Make it live, baby. All right. We'll do it live. That's that's what I would. We'll do it live, Owen. Oh, I mind way better. Thanks for coming on. Do it live. Oh Fuck yeah. It. Thank you very Thanks, much. Bye.